Do you like wine? Do you like charities? With One Hope Wine, you can do both. One Hope is an award-winning company in California that is built on hope and rooted in purpose. Go to Jen and Cam's OneHope.com or Jen and Cam's One Hope on Instagram for more information. One Hope Wine, changing the world never tasted so good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mixtag. It's your man, Jared Watson here. I'm alongside the wrestling encyclopedia himself and the three-time, three-time, three-time Indian leg wrestling champion, Mr. Keith White. Keith, what's going on, man? How's it going in the world of fatherhood? You know what? You're going to notice I'm a little more peppy this week, a little more with it, hip. You know, like Dr. Evil, I'm hip, I'm with it, ducka, ducka, ducka. Uh, yeah, dad jokes are already starting. But what I want to mention to you, man, is this week had National Podcast Day, and we would be remiss if we did not do something. And normally we throw it to the uh, wrestling podcast, but we do that every week, and we do it on Twitter. We need to mention something. We've been bad about this, man. We are part of a fantastic network, a podcastic network, and they have great shows over there. Uh, they, they got Sounds Good with Tariq. They have the cartoon dumpster dive, which is hilarious, by the way. Like, I'm old school, and they do some random, random reachbacks and deep dives on some cartoons that people may have not ever heard of. So, you know, they got dad swag over there. There's a lot of good shows, man. Um, so I think that people need to check that out and check out all the shows. Check out the Podcasting Network website and, you know, just and follow them on Twitter. But, you know, we're part of something real cool and uh you know, really emerging and upcoming and everyone's kind of got their a game on. So I really appreciate all that Connor and Brett have done, uh, you know, and us kind of get things moving off the ground, but there's some good shows people need to check out. Yeah, I definitely agree. If you guys want to check that out, go to podcasticnetwork.com. You can see us on there and mixed tag. Uh, I was actually also on the latest episode of the walk off podcast, uh, with my good friends Justin Davis and Leroy. You can check that out if you're a big baseball fan like I am. Go ahead and check that one out too. And of course, Three Bros Sports with all your football, basketball uh, needs as well. Uh, but Keith, uh, we have a lot to talk about in this episode of Mixed Tag. So let's see, we get into our opening contest. All right, Keith, we're going to do like we do every week. Start it off with our favorite night, our favorite show of the week, and that is AEW Dynamite. Man, we had another stacked card uh, this Wednesday, uh, and we started off with a bang as absolute Ricky Starks took on Darby Allen. And, you know, Keith, we've been waiting for this match because the styles are very similar. Uh, Darby Allen, though, uh, hitting that coffin drop on the back of absolute Ricky Starks, picking up the win there is Darby Allen in the first match of the night. Uh, Cody had a promo. Of course, he returned last week uh, on AEW, and this time he accepted a challenge uh, for the TNT title uh, from from Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, then they got into a big uh, confrontation. The whole locker room had to come out. It was very, very crazy. Uh, but next week, we're going to get Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee for that TNT championship in a dog collar match. We're going to see what that involves next week. Uh, let's see. Tony Schiavone got kicked. Uh, by the Young Bucks, super kicked. Uh, the Young Bucks are going on a rampage here uh, in AEW, and, and FTR uh, 
were the ones getting interviewed by Shivani and they were like, Hey, we're right here. Why don't you kick us? You know, somebody your own size type thing. Uh, so it's pretty interesting what they're doing with the young bucks there. Uh, but next up we had a world tag team championship match between SCU, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, with, of course, the fallen angel Christopher Daniels on the outside, uh, taking on those world tag team champions, FTR, which are Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, with, of course, Tully Blanchard uh, at them uh, at their side, uh, at ringside. And, um, Keith, uh, this one was interesting because it was an awesome match, back and forth. I love Scorpio Sky. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, but ultimately, FTR picking up the win there, uh, thanks to Tully Blanchard's help, of course. Perfect heel stuff that they're doing with the FTR. Uh, I love it. Uh, and, of course, as Jim Ross would say, FTR still won that night. All right, uh, moving on. We have an AEW singles debut, which was Isaiah Cassidy from Private Parties. One half of Private Party, the other half, of course, being Mark Quinn, along with Matt Hardy uh, at ringside. Isaiah took on the demo god Chris Jericho. This was a much-anticipated match. It was Cass, or, excuse me, Isaiah's first time uh, in a singles match in his career, but Chris Jericho, that veteran uh, instinct in the ring, got the win here, uh, hit, hitting the Judas effect. Uh, but give props to Isaiah, man. First singles match going up against Chris Jericho and making it interesting. Great debut. Uh, solo for isaiah there uh next up we have freshly squeezed orange cassidy another one of my favorites in aew uh accompanied by best friends uh took on uh 10 of the dark order now keith we're going to talk about this a little later with the dark order uh but uh freshly squeezed got the victory there against 10 uh moving along mjf now this was interesting we're going to also talk about this later um had a promo with the inner circle uh and we'll, we'll talk more later about that and here's a really exciting thing for AEW. dr Britt baker made her in-ring return against red velvet and she looked great picking up a win there in her return she she looks better than she ever has before um and then of course we had the main event which was AEW world champion john moxley and he took on the mystery opponent and that mystery opponent ends up being the butcher one half of the butcher and the blade uh this was a hard-hitting match you know both both guys are that uh, tough and rough uh, uh, grappling style. And, and then Moxley ended up choking out the Butcher for the win there. Uh, and, you know, that was an interesting main event. Uh, we kind of figured it would be either the Butcher or the Blade, maybe one of the Lucha Brothers. You know, Eddie Kingston got to pick the mystery opponent. Um, but very interesting stuff here from AEW. I was very pleased. Uh, so that was your recap, uh, brief recap. Now we're going to do what we do every week, and we're going to do our good, bad, and dynamite here on Mixtag. Uh, Keith, go ahead and give us your good. What was your good uh, aspect of AEW this week? My good aspect of Dynamite this week was now that they're building up the the turn, right, for the Young Bucks, um, I don't think I've ever seen Tony Schiavone take a bump. So I found that to be pretty good because I wasn't used to that. I wasn't expecting that. Um, you know, people have kind of pushed him around before, but I've never actually seen him take a bump bump. Um, you know, and I enjoy his work from years. And so he's kind of like, he's almost like in the JR position when if you need to get heat on JR back in the WWE, you know, if you need to get heat with a talent, I should say in the WWE, you would mess with JR. Well, it seems like now it's maybe you mess with Tony Schiavone, that sympathetic character. Nice job there. The bad. Okay. You're going to hate me for it. Cause it's your boy, but that orange Cassidy match, man, I, and it's because I don't, like the dark order uh and 
that's one of those matches like you know 10's going to lose, right? It's predictable. Um so that was my that was my bad. Another good by the way, just so you know, it's like a honorary mention is SCU taking on FTR. First of all, acronyms <laughs> and then also that's just a veteran match that you know is going to just be fantastic. So it delivered for me. Um Dynamite. What's Dynamite? Um What's dynamite is how they built up Cody and Brody Lee for that dog collar match. Uh, they didn't need to have a match right now, but the buildup is solid and it's getting us ready for that match. And I think that they've done a really good job with that. Having Cody come back very quickly, establishing himself. So yeah, I was impressed and I'm going to let you go. And there's a few things I want to mention. If you don't mention them, I'm going to mention them. So Jared, let's hear what you got, brother. All right, Keith. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm my good. I'm going to start out with the return of Dr. Britt Baker. I mean, she is the headliner for the AEW women's division. She is the star. She is the top dog in that division. And she made her case last night against Red Velvet. Uh, she looked like she hasn't missed a step. We know she had that gruesome, uh, I believe, torn Achilles injury. Uh, and it, it cost her months and months of action in AEW, uh, but she finally got her in-ring return. We, we know she fought Big Swole at the last pay-per-view and all, but that wasn't inside a ring. Um, so this was a perfect moment for Dr. Britt Baker to, to, re, uh, to let people know, especially uh, AKA Cam Manning, um, that she's the top dog in AEW's women division, can only go up from here. Um, and of course, our tag gang can't see, but we have usernames on Squadcast that we're using, and mine is AEW women's division is greater than MLW's. Oh, wait. That's right, because MLW doesn't have one. Oh, okay. All right, Cam Manning. We'll get back to you later. But uh, that was my good Dr. Britt Baker's return. Uh, my bad was, I'm going to agree with you, Keith. Uh, Dark Order's just not working right now. Um, they have the potential to be this really great faction, Dark. Uh, but ever since the introduction of Mr. Brody Lee, things have kind of gone down the hill, you know, uh, they're not intimidating. It's almost like they're trying to make fun of the Dark Order. Because if you watch Being the Elite on YouTube, they're just as silly as I don't know what. Um, talking about going to Chili's all the time and uh, Evil Uno's in there with John Silver making jokes and, and whatnot. It's just it's just silly. Um, I just don't think they're going in the right direction. If you really want to take them seriously, we need to build them up and get them even more dark. Yeah, Jared, uh, with... <laughs> With the Dark Order, I mean, especially on the being the elite, that's like they're like they're me sized, right? They're like they're my size. So you know, if I'm going to sit at TGI Fridays and order a bunch of appetizers that have Jack Daniel sauce, I mean, that's pretty much the same thing going on right now. That's not cool. Like, don't do that to the Dark Order either. Actually, you know what? Do two things: either make them really intimidating, and you know we've talked about it before on the show. Uh, you know, Cam and I talked about the idea of maybe having larger gentlemen you know, that, that we don't know who they are and a, and a tiny boss or you have, you know, or make them do what you're doing now, but make it a comedy act, you know, cause me sitting at uh TJ Fridays with Jack Daniels sauce over my face is pretty funny. So, you know, and it happens all the time. Uh, I'm sleep deprived again. Sorry. That's okay. Keith, we'll give you a break. We know what's been happening in your life lately. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I just dark order's not working for me. Um, but uh, they, they, I'll give them some slack because on being the elite, uh, I believe an episode ago now, uh, they had Sue 
Trent's mom delivered them food, which was amazing. Uh, we all love Sue. She's the best thing in AEW. Um, she's awesome. Yes, do the chant. Sue, 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 Sue. And when she stuck up that middle finger and that just, just made everything better. So, yeah, I think Keith and I both agree that that's the bad part of AEW this week. And, you know, my dynamite um, was this. And, Keith, hold on to your seats because this is about to get crazy. My dynamite for this week was the promo between MJF and the Inner Circle. Um, if you didn't watch it, go back and do it, but I'm going to give you a brief description. MJF comes in because he's him and Chris Jericho have been having this weird relationship where they kind of like each other, but then they kind of don't. Um, MJF brings everybody in the inner circle jackets except Sammy Guevara, which is kind of funny. Guevara is like, come on, man. How could you forget one jacket kind of thing, you know? And, um, Wardlow's there and then, and Wardlow and Hager are getting intense. Jericho uh, simply asked MJF, do you want to be in the inner circle? And then MJF replied, uh, do you want me to be in the inner circle to Chris Jericho? So it was funny. It was awesome. It was intense. And that was my dynamite for this week. But Keith, here's my bold prediction. Either it's going to happen next week on the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho or at the next pay-per-view, which is full gear. My prediction is MJF will take over Chris Jericho's spot in the inner circle and become the new leader of the inner circle, either at this coming week or the pay-per-view. That's what's going to happen. They'll fight each other. Uh, MJF will win. Uh, then the inner circle members will turn on Jericho and MJF will become the new guy in that faction. Keith, your reaction to that. That. Okay. I feel like, didn't we talk about this? Uh, like this feels like deja vu. Didn't we kind of speculate on this either on a chat or on an episode previously, right? Yes. We had the idea once Jericho decides that he needs to either go on tour or, you know, like something that he always takes a break, that this might happen. Yes. We, we, we talked about it in our, in our Facebook group that we have uh, for mixed tag. Um, yeah. I, I've said it before, but this is the perfect time to do it right now. Cause MJF, it's basically saying, Chris Jericho, I'm welcoming, uh, I'm I'm letting you, I'm giving you the opportunity to let me in the inner circle. Uh, and Chris Jericho's like, well, do you want to be? And then MJF's like, well, do you want me to be? Uh, so it's it's interesting what's going on. I, I think that would shake things up. Nobody would see that coming uh, because, you know, MJF's been hinting at a possible team uh, that he's working on or a faction. And what that would be awesome to see. And like you said, if Jericho needs a break to go tour uh, and whatnot, or just needs a break because he, he is getting older. I mean, the man's been in the wrestling ring for 30 years now. Uh, so interesting to see. Great episode of Dynamite, though, Keith. I mean, we always say it, Wednesday night's the best night for wrestling. Uh, don't add us, uh, all you haters out there of AEW. Don't add us. But anyway, we're going to move on, Keith, <laughs> to our next topic. And that is going to be MLW. Man, the restart. This is exciting news. Uh, so for weeks, Major League Wrestling, uh, their owner, Court Bauer, has been making moves with content distribution for streaming and pay-per-view rights uh, with companies like Fubo Sports and DAZN. Uh, recently, he's been teasing on Twitter pictures of an arena and a ring with the hashtag restart. Uh, Bauer also claims that this will be the most stacked roster of the company's history as he's given fans uh, word that they've made some signings. Uh, now, Keith, this roster, man, if if it's true, 
this is going to be one of the most active rosters in wrestling. Uh, just give us your thoughts on that really quickly because you, you've got me on the MLW bandwagon train, uh, and, and we've talked to many MLW superstars, so this is pretty interesting. Give us your take. Yeah, man, so it's crazy because if you think about all the guys who have come through in the last two years, just two years, that are now in AEW or NXT, WWE, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, Lucha Bros were actually in MLW. MJF got his start on TV in MLW. So this is a company that's on the up and up. They've been doing great. The production value um, has been spectacular from the get-go. Uh, early on in one of our earlier episodes when we first started, by the way, Jared, happy 30th episode. You have put up with me for 30 episodes. It, okay? It's a miracle, guys. I tell you, it's a miracle. I, Keith, you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even know this. Uh, happy 30th to you as well. Yeah, buddy. Um, so <laughs> I know. But it, that one of our early episodes, I did a uh, insight with Keith White explaining, extolling the virtues of MLW and why you should watch. So I just got to go ahead and tell you real quick, listen they're going to bring back Saturday night super fight in November. Now check out last year's Saturday night super fight. Listen to this card. Okay. I'll be as quick as possible, but I'm also going to explain to you how awesome this is. Contra unit, which is Simon Gotch and Akira Kwan defeated Dominic Garini, our boy and Douglas James and the spirit squad. All right. That was a three-way match. Devon Eriks defeated the dynasty, which was MJF and Richard holiday. Richard Holiday, friend of the show. Thanks for being He was on. awesome, by the way. Richard, Both of them were, but Richard had that quality to him. He's the perfect wrestler. <laughs> and also just healing on Tanae real good. Um, then we had Injustice, which is a fantastic group for young and, up, young and up-and-coming guys. Uh, defeated Gringo Loco, Puma King, and Septimo Dragon. So it had a very six-man six tag match, you know, very luchador style, light heavyweight style. Awesome. Teddy Hart. MLW World Middleweight Championship defeated Austin Aries. Teddy Hart and Austin Aries, okay, in MLW. Next up, low-key, awesome veteran, well-decorated, uh, you know, TNA, Ring of Honor, <laughs> uh, NXT, right? Defeated Brian Pillman Jr., who we know, we know on MLW, but we now also know on AEW. Tom Lawler. Filthy Tom Lawler, who is a fantastic wrestler and MMA fighter, defeated Timothy Thatcher, who you all might know on NXT. Mance Warner, who, by the way, if you don't know him, man, this guy's cool. He's I don't I, I hate to compare him to Stone Cold in a way because his whole thing is you know like a redneck gimmick, lariats and light beers, but he's just got a presence to him. He's got a vibe. He's got an aura, and he cult wise, he reminds me of like the Sandman, you know, where just people like he, he gravitates that way. Uh, he defeated Jimmy Havoc, who we all know from AW, and Bestia Six Six Six, you know, which is from uh, the Luchadors, you know, from Mexico. Next up, Alexander Hammerstone, for the MLW National Openweight Championship, defeated Davy Boy Smith Jr., and that started his reign as a National Openweight Championship, which he still has that belt. Last but not least, Jacob Fatu of the Fatu family defeated L.A. Park, A.K.A. La Parca. Uh, with Selena De La Renta in his corner. This card was stacked, man. And that was one card. And that was the card where he says now he's got even better talent. I can't wait to see what happens. Court, you're crushing it, man. Thank you and continue it. 
boy, MLW is good. And they're only going to get better. Um, you know what? I'm just going to say right now, you know what would make it even better, Keith? If they had a women's division. I think that would really help them out a lot. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of talent out there to, to work with uh, to, to create a women's division. Don't have to be huge, you know, uh, but I think it would make it better. But I love MLW's product. I love the superstars they have. Uh, it's something different uh, than any other wrestling company is doing right now. And I want to see who's signed uh, with MLW. And you know what, Keith? It could be this next guy that we're talking about right now, James Storm. Let's talk a little bit about his situation right now. Storm spoke recently uh, with Russell's Zones Dominic D'Angelo and addressed his status with NWA, confirming that he is no longer under contract with the promotion. Uh, that news broke uh, about his contract expiring this year, and Storm explained the situation, saying that his contract ran out in February, but the NWA had a rollover option that they could have exercised if they chose to do so. Um, he was still one half of the NWA Tag Team Champions with Eli Drake, who is awesome. I love Eli Drake. Um, and he said he spoke with uh, then-VP Dave Lagana and Billy Corgan uh, about you know them not picking up his option, and they left on good terms. That's all what he said. Um, but Storm also recently told Pro Wrestling Sheet that he was in serious talks with WWE during Royal Rumble weekend about debuting on Raw after mania uh but the pandemic you know put a stop to that uh plan uh storm says that he that the reason he negotiated uh from his release with wwe or excuse me from nwa said he'd been under contract with wwe and agreed to the terms but hasn't heard from them since july interesting uh keith thoughts on james storm leaving nwa uh and how do you feel about the idea of him going back to wwe for a run Man, well, first of all, it's it's been tough for NWA lately. Uh, they've had all kinds of guys just leave. Ricky Starks, um, you know, Eddie Kingston, Ziggy Dice. We don't know what's going on with him in the television title. Royce Isaacs, and now we know that, you know, James Storm is gone. It just, it hurts, man, because it feels like all the talent is kind of going away from an organization that we enjoy. Um, and I really loved James Storm with the NWA. I felt like he gave them credibility uh, he was the North American champion at one point and, you know, and he just, he has that air about him. He, he can cut promos. He can wrestle like he's such a veteran presence and he's good. So now what does he do? I don't know, man. Uh, if he's a free agent again, technically, I don't, WWE must've dropped the ball. It's not like they couldn't have used him during that time when you had guys who weren't wrestling still, you know, thanks to the pandemic. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, I would love if he comes to WWE, just right away, I want him back with Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, because I feel like they're not doing anything with him. You remember a couple of WrestleManias ago with the pop that he got in that match, right? <laughs> it, it seems like, Keith, I don't mean to interrupt, but it seems like, you know, these stars that have proven themselves, like the Robert Roods, Samoa Joes, Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre's, they get more pop and more excitement when they're on NXT. And when they come to the main roster, it's like they just go into nowhere land. And that's what happened to Bobby Roode. If 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 James Storm does sign with WWE, I, I agree. They need to bring beer money back. That was an awesome tag team. Maybe uh, Robert Roode can grow out his hair again, you know, like James Storm. Get them in the tag team picture. Put them on maybe a, a Raw to get the ratings up. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Keith. Keep going. Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned all that because if you if you notice all the people that you mentioned, right, 
you're talking about they either came from TNA Impact or they came from Japan. So, you know, if you if you're over somewhere else, you know, you're gonna hear a damn it. And next thing you know, they're not gonna have a push anymore. It just seems like it's that way. Just saying. VKM. Uh, VKM. That's all we gotta say. <laughs> damn it. So um everyone has a bad Vincent Man impression now. Um yeah, I just I think that that'd be a good move if if they're going to use him because I don't think they're going to push him in the main event right away. I don't see them doing anything with him like that. So why don't you use a guy who's really talented that you push to the wayside and invigorate that tag team division a little bit? That's my thought. Could I see him going to AEW? Sure, uh, but that's another situation where it's almost like they got too many guys. And what's going to happen? He's going to come on there, right? And he's going to be on the main show for a little bit. The next thing you know, he's on AEW dark. They, it's almost like they have too many guys, no matter, no matter what some people say, they have too many guys on that roster. Oh, how about uh, this Keith? I just saw something. What if he did go to AEW? How would you feel about a possible tag team between, uh, with him and hangman page together? What would you think about that? The Cowboys. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm th- like, if he does go to AEW, which I'm kind of hoping he doesn't. Honestly, I love AEW and all, but they're just getting stacked and stacked with talent. Uh, but that would be an option. I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I like that. Another thing that that AEW does better than anybody else is they have the older veterans putting over new guys. They're trying to. They're desperately trying to make new talent. That's why you see, you know, guys, uh, you know, like like Sunny Kiss, right? and other people get these pushes, you know, they get these high profile matches because they're trying to make new talent. They have to. So the wrestling business works. Yeah, man. Um, if, if James Storm is going to go anywhere, uh, I guess probably going to be WWE uh, in some way, shape or form, but I'd like to, Oh, I'd like to see him in uh, MLW James Storm versus Mance Warner. Please. Yeah. Please. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. I agree. I think the smart move would be to go to MLW. Um, and here's the reasons why one we just discussed aew you're gonna be you know overcrowded uh with lots of main event talent if you want to go on the tag team route with somebody like a hangman page then perfect you would fit right in uh but i think they have different plans for hangman page right now uh possibly feeding with kenny omega which would be awesome in itself um if you go to wwe they're going to either put you on nxt again uh build you up there put you on the main roster and you're going to disappear either that or you're going to go with with robert root again uh and do something with beer money again um tna would be kind of like a hey you've been there how many times now three or four times uh kind of, it's kind of getting old type thing so i think mlw would be the perfect place for, uh, for james storm um that would be interesting to see uh for sure but uh keith i think we're going to move on from this topic and james storm if you're listening right now which i hope you are Come on the show and let us know where you're going. That would be awesome if we did a live uh, show with you letting us know where you're going to sign. Uh, that would be perfect. Yeah, and I need him on the show too because he's got that children's book out, and I, you know, I got to read some stuff to Baby Nate. So, you know, I just need him to to tell me a little bit more about that thing and give me some recommendations because James Storm is a children's book author. Fun fact. James Storm, get on the show, man. Yeah, yeah, we, we we would love to have you, James. Also, we always say this on every show, Nick Aldis, we're waiting for you. Uh, but any anyway, and Tim Storm, we love Tim Storm. He's one of the best guys you could ever talk to. MLW has, or NWA has a lot of interesting, kind, 
uh, performers and James Storm leaving the company. We'll see where he goes, Keith. Uh, but Keith, here's the part of the show, man, where we just we go off instinct, right? We don't really have a script for this. We're just going to talk it over and, and give, give our thoughts on the situation. Keith, um, holy crap. We like something WWE is putting out right now. And that being Friday Night Smackdown. And guess what, guys? Tag gang. We really liked Clash of Champions over the weekend. What? You heard right. And when we told that to Cam, he about flipped out. Uh, and, and he sent millions of gifts or gifs, however you want to say it, uh, it was shock. And, and, and you know what? I was shocked, too, because I didn't watch live. I had to go back and rewatch. Uh, Keith, uh, SmackDown doing something right. I mean, it's so much different than Raw. Uh, but briefly go over what you think uh, SmackDown's doing right and what you thought about Class Champions. And then I'll chime in after you. I think there's an emphasis on in-ring, in-ring product. And I think the storylines are better. They're not, they're not going for the soap opera um, situations as much as they are, you know, your basic wrestling one-on-one contests, you know, like this person has a beef with this person. And so they're going to go ahead and settle that feud. Um, That's basic. That's, that's, you know, as old school as it gets and it still works. That's the thing. Um, Raw has a history, man, of, of doing some soap opera stuff at the, and at the time, when SmackDown is producing the better in-ring product. Um, you know, I don't want to go back to like the Katie Vick situations or, you know, Snitsky punting a baby. Uh, you know, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, at, at one point on uh, Raw, Triple H was just handed a world title. So, you know, that was kind of shades of late WCW with that situation. But SmackDown has always kind of produced uh, what I think it was has been better quality content for your in-ring work. I mean, right now, if you think about it, they had a ladder match with Sami Zayn and uh, Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. Three guys who crush ladder matches. Keith, right? that match was so good. And I'll get into that after you're done, but it was so good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm a fan right now of what's going on. I, I like the product. I like the stories they're telling. Um, and I, we'll, we'll discuss later. I don't want to. You know, we'll, we'll go in order, man. I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you talk. I don't want to hog this. So you, you let me know what's going on, brother. What do you think? Okay, Keith. So really quickly, I'm going to go over the Class of Champions card uh, because I thought it was one of the better ones that WWE has put out uh, this year. Uh, they started out with a pre-show for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro defeated the Lucha House Party. And it was okay. That's a SmackDown match uh i love cesaro i love shinsuke nakamura they're a pretty cool tag team kind of wish they would be going a solo round but you know lucha house party is kind of just eh. uh, that's one of the, the the weaker side of things on smackdown but then you had the ladder match for the intercontinental championship between jeff hardy Sami Zayn, and aj styles the build-up for this match keith uh was so intriguing because we all know uh aj styles was champion about a month or two ago uh then J- uh, jeff hardy came in and won the title. But then Sami Zayn comes out of nowhere after a six-month hiatus holding the Intercontinental Championship in which he claims he never lost in the first place. So that means who's the true Intercontinental Champion? Interesting, uh, right? So we have both titles up there. Um, During the match, the creativity in it was amazing. Uh, We saw Jeff Hardy swanton bomb off a ladder, which was awesome. Uh, We saw Sami Zayn handcuff Jeff Hardy to a ladder through the hole in his earlobe. I mean, what? 
we haven't seen something like that since Randy Orton. Randy Orton stuck a, a screwdriver in there at uh, Extreme Rules uh, or Hell in a Cell or whatever it was. Um, but then also, you got Sami Zayn tie the handcuffs to himself and AJ. So AJ then has to carry Sammy up the ladder. And then Sammy all of a sudden has the key in his mouth, unhooks it and attaches AJ to the ladder underneath. So he couldn't climb up. It was perfect. Uh, one of the best matches I've seen WWE put on in a long time. Uh, and that was just one of the matches uh, of the night. That was really, really good. Uh, so let's move on from that. Then we have uh raw women's championship, Oscar uh, defeating Selena Vega. Uh, United States Championship, Bobby Lashley defeating Apollo Crews. By the way, the one good thing about Raw is the Hurt Business. You heard it here. The Hurt Business is legit. Up next, we have the Raw Tag Team title, Street Profits, uh, defeating uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. I kind of like them, too. Um, I like that team of Andrade and Angel Garza. I think they'll be champions uh, very, very soon. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship between Bailey and Asuka. Asuka defeated Bailey. Uh, be a disqualification because of Sasha Banks interfering. That's a pretty cool rivalry going on. The best friends, former best friends. Um, then we have uh, the WWE Championship match. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in the ambulance match. All the legends coming in, you know, Big Show, Shawn Michaels, Christian. Uh, and then McIntyre would end up defeating Orton. But here we are, Keith. The main event of the night and the match that stood out above all of them. Roman Reigns taking on his cousin, Jey Uso, for the Universal title. Keith, this was one of the best storytelling matches I've seen in a long time. We've seen lots of family rivalries. We've seen Jeff versus Matt Hardy. Um, we've seen Brett versus Owen, right? Um, this one has something different to it. Um, Roman claiming that he's the, the guy at the, head, at the head of the table in the Samoan family, uh, you know, lineage and history. Um, uh, Jay is young. He's never really been a main eventer and now he's getting the chance roman beat the tar out of him but it was so good the way the mics were turned on and hearing their conversations in between uh keith give me a little uh a little bit of thoughts on that match because i thought it was the perfect example of a family feud storytelling masterpiece so and you're gonna hear it in a minute i think but uh rocky the luchador wonder dog is getting hype He's like, big dog, big dog, big dog. You know, he he's, you know, if there's a big dog, he's barking. So that's what he does. Anyway, so here's what's neat, right? Because I don't think that we've ever seen on television, like in the modern era, the idea of, you know, this kind of family bloodline where he's claiming to be the high chief, right? And in the pecking order of, of an actual tribal family. I don't, I mean, this is something that was, probably done the territory days but i don't remember this ever being a thing on television on a major company on broadcast television so i think it's just phenomenal what they're doing and um you know smackdown right now i think part of the reason it's so much better and i think part of the reason is the storylines are simpler and i, I don't i don't want to say less edgy but i do want to say less edgy and that it's on broadcast television right so there's there's a little bit different standards of practices, and that's been the way it's been since forever. Raw's always been able to do a, a little bit different, a little more, I guess. But you can't call you can't call any of it edgy anymore since the PG era. But I'm just saying that the, the simple formulaic uh, ideas that have stood the test of time are always going to end up on SmackDown. Jared, I know you want to talk more about SmackDown, so give me a quick second. 
and we're going to go ahead and take care of that because I know we have a lot more to talk about. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Adam Rake of NFL Fantasy Live. You are listening to Mixed Tag, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the world. I just want to bring one more thing up about SmackDown, uh, another interesting thing they're doing. Um, we haven't talked much about Alexa Bliss um, and Bray Wyatt. Um, the Fiend has done something to Alexa Bliss. She's been going into this, like, haze, you know, uh, and, and it really, you know, getting on people. Like, when, when when she gets in that haze in that mode, nothing's stopping her. And she's she's doing the Sister Abigail on, on other competitors. I love that storyline as well. Um, you know, we, we saw her as Sister Abigail in the Swamp uh, fight that Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman had uh, about a month ago at Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so... It's so much better, so much different than Raw. Um, and we could talk about how you know Raw has been sucking. We did that last week. Uh, but let's just focus on the good. And, and let's just, you know, if you're a WWE fan, let us know. Uh, hit, hit us up on social media. Uh, or you can email us at mixedtagshow at gmail.com. Let us know what, what brand you think is doing uh, the better job right now, SmackDown or Raw. Are you an AEW person uh, or an MLW person? Let us know. Uh, by emailing us or on uh, social media keith can't say anything better about smackdown right now they're really uh hitting the nail and i just found out that roman reigns is going to be declared the tribal chief he's going to have a ceremony on smackdown this week can't wait for that um and you know what keith one more thing the only thing that could have made that match better was if they had some of the members of the anoa family around the ring like a Rikishi and a Jimmy for the entire time, and maybe a, a Tamina and a Naomi, you know, kind of thing. Can you imagine the emotion put into that if that happened? And I'm hoping that that shows up a little later. I, um, and we, we'll we talk about this later. We're not going to talk about this in this episode, but you know what's going to happen. We know that this is going to lead to an instance where Roman Reigns is going to go one-on-one with the great one and oh we gotta talk we're gonna table that talk for another day yep yep but i I forgot about the fiend and alexa bliss man like that's just another layer to how good smackdown is right now man they're on fire they're just deep they're deep right now um so we're gonna table some of this for another day because we really need to like i mean you know how it's gonna be yeah yeah pack shows we can only cram in what we can uh good pay-per-view Really good episodes of SmackDown uh, lately from WWE. Um, but yeah, Keith, let's get right into it. Uh, before we end the show, we got to get our wrestlers of the week. Um, and I'm going to keep going off that, and I'm going to pick Jey Uso uh, as my wrestler of the week. Look, he got beat up bad. Uh, Roman really dominated the entire match. But the way Jey uh, portrayed his character in the match, uh, being the weaker link, as we all know, trying to defeat the big top dog, uh, and, and really claim his 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 seat at the table. Uh, it was just powerful, and 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 you know not wanting to give up, telling Jimmy not to throw in the towel uh, because he really wanted to prove himself. This was awesome, and I'm glad w- WWE gave a we a lesser uh, non main event talent the opportunity that they did. Jey Uso, you're the man. You're my wrestler of the week this week. Keith, what do you got? 
That's um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to give it to his opponent, Roman Reigns, uh, who I've never given Wrestler of the Week to, and and typically never would. But man, ever since he's come back and been with Paul Heyman, it's been nothing but gold. <clears throat> Everything's been fantastic. Storyline is great. And here's the thing: he put Jay over. He put Jay over. He made Jay something that he's never been, which is a viable single star solo contender whatever you want to call it and it's been so cool because you would never expect this was going to be a main event or a main event that anybody would care about but they made us care and and it's been so unlike wwe lately um in a lot of ways to try and make people care like it's it very felt like autopilot for a long time but man this is actually something that i, I like to get into and i keep telling the tag gang we want to like the WWE. You've heard us bash a lot, I guess, or I don't. I don't think we're negative. We're just we're just critical because we're fans. But man, they're doing a great job of bringing us back. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and you're right. Roman did put Jay over, and ever since joining Paul Heyman, it's been a different Roman, a better Roman. He's a natural heel, Keith. Uh, he's a natural heel, and, and and on the concept of him and Heyman's relationship, Roman said that he he himself is not a Paul Heyman guy. Paul Heyman's a Roman Reigns guy. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see their relationship moving forward. But that was our Wrestlers of the Week, and that was this episode of Mixed Tag. If you like what you heard, please, please, please feel free to share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything you can. Uh, and you can email us at mixtagshow at gmail.com if you have any things you want to cover, uh, if you want to talk about something, uh, debate us on something. We'd love to hear it. Give your input. That's what we want, uh, input. And Keith... We're getting record numbers on Mixed Tag. We can't be thankful, uh, more thankful enough uh, for the fans for that, uh, the Tag Gang for listening. Keep doing what you're doing, Tag Gang. We appreciate you. Uh, but anyway, I'm Jared Watson, and from the three-time Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, Keith White, in the Wrestling Encyclopedia, of course, uh, as we all know him by. I'm Jared Watson. This was Mixed Tag. Hope you enjoyed. We're out. <laughs>